0: You're listening to The Recovered Life Show, the show that helps people in recovery live their best recovered lives. And here is your host, Damon Frank. Welcome back to The Recovered Life Show. Today, we're talking about how to handle holiday stress. My guest is Mindy Leavenly, a licensed clinical therapist and certified clinical trauma professional. At Nurture Therapy in Chicago. Welcome to the show, Mindy.
1: Hi, Damon. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity.
0: Oh, so glad to be here. And for those listening on the podcast, she's got a lot of uh New York football swag behind her. So, baseball again, too. we. Big baseball, yeah, we don't want to trigger any Dodger fans out there like me. So uh, everybody, just hold tight. It's still going to be a great episode if you're not a New York fan.
1: Just so, um, you know, Damon, my mom was a, a rabid Dodgers fan when they were in New York, but um, she, you know, she went to the Mets once. They went out to L.A. She felt sold out.
0: Yeah, you know what? There's a lot of it's. It's interesting, like the whole New York, uh, the new whole New York L.A. thing. Very, very big. My grandfather was a huge uh, Dodger fan as well. I'm so glad uh, to have you on the show today to have this discussion about holiday stress, how to handle it. You know, listen, Mindy, a lot of people in recovery, whether they have been sober for decades or they're new to recovery, uh, freak out on the holidays, primarily because of stress. How common is this? How common is it that people start freaking out?
1: It's so common. I mean, it's really common for for people who aren't recovering from addiction. Um, And then if you have people who are recovering, it's just like life on steroids. You know, so every single trigger is coming at us so much faster. I mean, who doesn't have a family that triggers us?
0: Right, I know. Okay, so you said the F word, family. We actually just did a show on that about how you know, how to handle your family during the holidays. Family is a big trigger for a lot of people that starts the stress. What is that exactly? Is that expectations? Is it, ex- is it really about expectations that start causing the stress? Because that's what I found, is that I have pre-designed embedded expectations about what I'm supposed to do, what they're supposed to do. And if for some reason I perceive those as not being met, watch out, here comes the stress.
1: Right. So expectations is a big part of it, for sure. Um, a lot of people who ha- are in recovery have family members who are also addicted. You know, there's a genetic component to this. And, and that causes, you know, to, to go into a situation where people are drinking and maybe pushing it on you is, is very difficult. Um, I think it comes to expectations. I think it, it comes to worry about judgment. You know, maybe they're looking at you now and they're watching to see if you're really sober or if you're not. Um, I think there, there, there could be a lot of guilt and shame that come around the holidays, perhaps from past behaviors or things that happened in the past with family. And they're our family. We know their nuances. We know how they're going to come at us. There's an expectation from us about what kind of personalities we're going to encounter when we're with our family.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean... You know, the whole just the traveling, even if you live next door, right, just the whole present thing, everything gifting. Like, I know I know. right now, you know, look, the economy is not great right now. A lot of people are struggling. A lot of people have been left, you know, laid off. I saw a whole YouTube video this morning about how AI is going to just wipe out most everybody's job, right? Yeah, that's and,
1: comforting, right?
0: Right, yeah. And so like, and, and just the whole climate of the world right now is kind of hyped up. This makes uh, this makes the whole stress thing much easier to slide into. I have yeah. to ask you, Mindy, yeah. how do we stop this? Because stress for me ruins the holiday; it really ruins it. How do you how do you start taking some power back to de-stress your holiday season?
1: I'm glad you asked. That's actually what I looked up about and thought I could be helpful with. For one thing I'm going to suggest that I, I think there are three factors we need to look at. One is emotional re- um, regulation. One is planning and the other is um, self care. So if it's okay with you, I'd like to talk a little bit about each area.
0: Yeah, let's dive into that.
1: Okay. So, so planning is a big part. Um, we are entitled to our own boundaries. We get tired. We may feel irritable you know symptoms of stress are irritability you may feel like you can't run fast enough you may feel like there's pressure on you 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 may feel you know you could even get the heart palpitations when the anxiety kicks in or feel the butterflies in your stomach these are very uncomfortable feelings a lot of people who have addiction backgrounds have done a lot of work to, to drown that out over the years, right? So that's something that also adds stress to this is that people are faced to deal with things at this rapid fire, and they, they're just learning, utilizing new skills, perhaps trying to figure out who they are. They're grieving losses. I mean, there's a lot of loss this time of year. Um, there could be loss of identity, loss of an old friend, loss of a coping mechanism, all these things could leave us feeling very anxious, isolated and alone. And, and so that's partially what I wanna to talk to about. The planning aspect to me means planning ahead. So there are places we have to be, there are functions we have to attend. Perhaps you do your shopping a little early. You, you do it online. Don't be afraid to say no. You don't have to go to every activity, everything that's coming at you. You have every right to say no and relax. And I think that's particularly important for people who are in recovery, because once feelings stop popping in and and things come up in our body that we may not understand, we don't necessarily know what to do with that. So um, I'm asking everyone to listen. There there could be you, you may feel high energy low energy high levels of feelings of pleasantness low levels of feelings of pleasantness and as you go through you learn to identify different feeling states and what works for them
0: yeah i love that when you're you know the planning because what you're really talking about with the anxiety i know for people in the recovery is the unknown right. and you know you know when you're new in recovery just the holidays are stressful because of the unknown. it's the it's the Christmas party that you went to at the office where you always drank, and this time you're going to say no, but your boss drinks and there's gifts that are alcohol, right? There's all of these that foods that have alcohol in it right. drug you, right? There's all this stuff, this unknown really causes a lot of anxiety especially if you don't have the playbook even if you do have the playbook sometimes it can be uncomfortable but if you don't have the playbook and you've never gone through it before you could really you know you really find yourself just stressed out because of the planning so how do you how do you go about doing that mindy how do you go about making a plan that's going to work for you but also meet other people's expectations
1: okay good question again Look ahead at what's coming up on your calendar. Decide what you want to participate in and what you don't want to participate in. Keep up the healthy habits that you're establishing. That needs to be planned into your day. So if you're exercising, if you're making sure you're eating well, if you're sleeping, if you're doing different activities that bring you a lot of joy, keep those up. S- go to your AA meetings, stay in touch with your sponsor, plan to be with sober friends, especially at events that, or, or people who are, are invested in your recovery, especially in events where you feel that you might have alcohol or drugs pushed upon you. And don't be afraid to say no. If you feel that it'll be a bad situation. And, and quite frankly, if you're straight out of, um, so, you know, if you're just doing sobriety, why test yourself? I, I really feel that at this point, you're just trying to get by day to day.
0: And- yeah, you know, not not being able knowing your limits. I think that's been the biggest thing with me is I look back and I go over the decades of the of the times, Mindy, where uh, I said, no, it's going to be OK. Those were the worst times. And even if it wasn't a physical sobriety thing, even if it had nothing to do with cravings or temptation or deciding that, you know, what I call the, oh, fuck it's like, I'm just going to do it right. It was the stress, the mental stress of having to go through it, knowing that I had put myself in a bad position and did it anyway. Right.
1: Right. right. And, and that's why I'm stressing the importance of saying no. And being honest with yourself about your triggers. If your family's a trigger, you could make other plans during the holidays. You may Absolutely. want to, to be with friends who are sober or in your group. You may want to do something of service, such as going to a um, food pantry or giving out gifts. Those are Those things will make you feel better. And as you go through this process, you'll get a better handle on how to recover the, you know, how to deal with these different things.
0: And And I know we talked about planning being the first bucket kind of, what's the second thing that you should focus on?
1: um, Emotional regulation. So emotional regulation is key. And, And it's not just substance abuse, abusers that don't have the language for feelings. Many people, don't have the language for feelings. If for some reason, a lot of medical American families, um, they push bad feelings down, feelings aren't discussed, things are ignored. So we may not recognize what those discomforting feelings are in our body. And I did say, recognize whether you have, you're feeling um, low energy, high energy, low pleasantness, high pleasantness. That's the way to, best way to determine what you need. And then ask yourself what might help you at this time. Um, one thing that these things kind of go back and forth, but one thing I want to do with the planning too, which ties in with the emotional piece, is be aware that um, there are several things you should set up in your apartment to help you deal with these feelings set up baskets full of fidgets or rubik's cubes adult coloring books clay you may like to bake you may like to build things you may like to do legos having these things all around are going to be really helpful um when i'm stressed i really like to listen to music so make sure you have the type of music you want to listen to handy Make sure you have the type of gadgets you wanna do or things you wanna do to get you through this time handy, which is gonna take planning, but it's gonna help you with emotional regulation. The the way I like to discuss emotions is to discuss, and and life as well, is to discuss it like it's a wave on the ocean. Or if you're not comfortable swimming, let's do a mountain. Um, Your job is to ride the waves and your only job is to stay on the surfboard Or if we're going to use the mountain, your job's to climb up the mountain and then come back down. Feeling states really only last about 15 or 20 minutes, a specific severe feeling state. And then it should be able to pass on to calm. So the triggers come in, the feeling state goes up, 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 and you get to a point where you can't handle it anymore. But if you ride it through, it'll come back down. Things that you could do to help yourself ride it through it may be as simple as doing 20 pushups on the wall. And I know that sounds absurd, but for some reason, if you're heat up, it brings you down. If you're low energy, it brings you up. So on days when I had back-to-back clients, 20 pushups on the wall to clear my head. Um, and you work that. on your arms, so it's a win-win.
0: You know, I think it's interesting when you when you couple these two, the planning, the emotional dysregulation. You know, I, I've found a lot of the times, you know, it's not really the people that are in recovery that are the issue that cause stress. It's the people that are out of recovery. They have no, they have no process in dealing with their emotions. Right? Many people who are in recovery, who've even been in it for a year, I would say, have a much better if they're doing it right, if they're actually doing the work, they have a much better process at being able to handle their emotions. With the planning side, and and I've got to ask you, Biddy. this always comes up with everybody that I have met in recovery, is families and friends tend to pick the holidays to work out the biggest family traumas Right, the biggest thing—it's like Bob's never had a job. We're gonna deal with Bob's thing on uh, Christmas Eve, on Hanukkah, on and whatever. May- it's crazy.
1: Ensues. Yeah, mayhem ensues. No. Instead
0: of just saying like, "Hey, we're gonna," this is really about the turkey. It's about seeing the nieces and nephews. It's about having some fun and connecting. And that's what it's about, you know. It it becomes this other thing. Why does it always seem? to push itself with a lot of families and friends into these stressful situations, specifically during the holidays.
1: I think for the same reasons as I mentioned. You know, every family is different. A lot of the families of um, recovering addicts may come from very dysregulated, um, emotionally dysregulated families. It's also a time where grandma's going to act like grandma, mom's going to act like mom, dad's going to act like dad, and siblings are going to act like siblings. So, again, you know the part that each one plays. Somebody's going to bring it up, somebody's going to second it, and that's when it starts. My advice, I don't know why families choose to do that, because none of these things get resolved over the holidays. These things, the the problems take a long time to be worked through. So there's really no reason to bring them up. And I think for somebody who's new on recovery, they should, if this is the situation that they're being dealt with, they need to bring a sober friend or they need to know when it's time to leave.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think a lot of times people, Mindy Recovery, they want to make it right because this is an opportunity for them to make it right, which causes that expectation for them. And they're, they're thrusting that on people when it's uncomfortable. It's not the right venue. I remember one of the first times that I was like, okay, I'm getting this emotional recovery thing when I intervened in a family event and said, you know what, all this stuff that we're talking about, we're going to reconvene August 15th Yes. The whole thing is going to be about that August fifteenth. I'm going to make some barbecue, some burgers and hot dogs. We're all going to sit down and we're going to talk about it. It was so funny because no one RSVP'd for that. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It kind of just deflated it. I'm going to say, hey, let's pick a day. We're going to talk about this. But right now it's just really about it's about celebrating that we're all here and together.
1: Right. There's a I don't know if you're familiar with the show The Bear. Yeah. There's a great episode that they're, the family, and I don't know if it's okay to bring it up here or not, So sure. on, but there's a great episode where the family is celebrating Christmas, and the mother is emotionally dysregulated and is drinking through the whole thing, and she ends up driving a car through the house at the end, and it shows how everybody's reacting to this d- dysregulation. But the family knows mom is going to pull something. They're worried about mom pulling something. They're figuring how they're how they going to get around mom pulling something. And even with all that planning, she still drives the car through the house.
0: Exactly. Exactly. You know what? I want to dive into this dovetails nicely into your third thing, which was self-care. Yes. I want to make sure we have a little bit of time to talk about that, because I think that's even one of the most important ones that I've found is self-care. Talk about that in the context of the holidays and stress.
1: Well, for one thing, and I don't want to forget to do this. I want to um, give a huge kudos to anyone who's trying to get through recovery, period. I think addiction is one of the most difficult illnesses that we try to cure. And I don't know if the thought that you have this thing that makes everything go away ever really totally disappears. Um, so I, I I just have tremendous respect for people who are are fighting the fight every day. Self-care to me, there's also, I'm going to jump to that, but one piece also that I want to share with the emotional regulation is if it's a particular day that you're having a difficult time getting through, break down your day. So maybe say, I'm going to make this the best morning that I possibly can and fill it with joyful things or maybe say I'm gonna make it the best hour or the best minute, depending on the level of stress that you're dealing with. It's a different way of looking at things. It goes into self-care as well, but it's it's a different way instead of looking at, oh my God, I have this whole day I have to deal with. No, you don't break it down, partialize your time. So that's part of self-care. I did mention keeping up healthy habits. So that's right in there with self care, doing the things that make you feel good, that make you feel steady, whatever that is. And if something's not working, try another thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Attend your meetings, speak to your sponsors regularly. Try to not fall off your schedule. Pay bills, go to doctor's appointments. Live as regularly as you can during this time. Be good to yourself. Know that you're going through a hard time. People just out of recovery have left, have dealt with so much loss. They may, and they may not know who they are in this new sober landscape. It's huge. Be good to yourself. You're allowed to feel what you feel. You're allowed to think what you think. It's how you handle those things that that could cause the problems or not. So that that's really what I want to say to self care. Plan early, shop ahead, do the things you need to do to make yourself yeah. good, and congratulate yourself because every day that's a day that you're fulfilling a goal is a huge day.
0: Yeah, it is, and you know what I you know I appreciate that advice, and I will tell you um, my experience in recovery and knowing a lot of people with long-term sobriety it actually is the people with longer-term sobriety that have self-care issues in the holidays and you know and i found this this in my own case is that you know it was a decade or so down the road two decades down the line when i realized it was like man i'm having a lot of anxiety during the holidays and somebody very wise told me is like hey you know what do you have planned that's going to be fun What's fun for you? Eva? And, I, and I really honestly, it was like between all the obligations of making sure that everybody has what they need, right? Like, I was like, oh, I don't really have one. And they're like, you know, that's a problem. And I realized right then is like, you know what? Every holiday now, I pick a couple of things that I really want to do yes. that's important to me you know, that's important to me that I want to experience sober during the holidays. And I make sure that I, and I put that into my plan to do that. Whether it's as simple as going with my family to see the Christmas lights or drinking an eggnog latte or something, you know what I mean? Like something really, it could be something very small, but for me, it brings me a lot of joy. I think it's really important. It's like, A lot of times I think, Mindy, people in recovery that have been doing it, they've been doing the deal. They've been doing it successfully. Their life becomes a lot about serving others and they never, which is awesome, but they never stop for a minute to say, what am I going to need to make sure my cup's full?
1: Right. And that's so important because the holidays are just about as much about you as it is about everyone else. And if you forget about you, then you end up being stressed and tired, and put out by the whole thing.
0: Absolutely. You know, Mindy, final thoughts. There might be somebody that's listening here that they're saying, man, you know what, I'm just having a really hard time with anxiety, and I always have. This is never going to go away. What would you tell them if they're having these thoughts?
1: There are so many different ways to deal with anxiety, and it's such an uncomfortable feeling. And I I totally understand that. There are several things you could do, as I say, to to help you with your own anxiety. So, for instance, if I'm anxious, which I was coming on the show, I told you, uh, I made sure I went to the gym this morning. I made sure I listened to music that I wanted to listen to. I made sure I went to a, you know, watched a stupid television show last night. I made sure I was prepared. Anxiety is not a permanent state. There are times that it feels like it is, but again, it's going to come and go in waves. As you move forward, there's, you can learn to deal with your anxiety in simple tools like the pushups on the wall or digging your feet into the ground, putting your hands on top of your thighs and pushing down. That's gonna bring your focus down. When you're anxious, you don't wanna be up in your head. So another thing that I I may suggest with my people who are anxious is try to picture it a color. Try to picture it a shape. Try to picture how far it reaches in your body. This way you're staying with it. Uh, Where does it touch? Where doesn't it touch? What does it look like? Is it prickly? Is it shooting? Is it lightning rods? Uh, you know, is it a baseball coming in hot with flames around it? If you stay with it, that'll help. Uh, there's thing exercises five, four, three, two, one. That's going to help you with the anxiety. So that's five things that you um, see. Four things that you touch three things that you hear, two things that you smell, one thing that you taste. Lastly, if the anxiety continues to be an ongoing problem, you could work it through less holistically through meditation, acupuncture, massage. And there's also nothing wrong with going to a doctor and being asked to be put on an antidepressant. Nobody should walk around in a state of constant anxiety.
0: Absolutely. You know, I, I I just know from my own experience with anxiety that at some point it came to me that, okay, I have anxiety, but what I'm going to do with this is a choice. I could choose how I want to do this, right? Like it's like being overwhelmed. That's a choice. Having anxiety might not be a choice, but if I decide that I want to go there, I can go there, or I could just decide that I'm not going to. And that, that was a game changer Mindy, thank you so much for coming on the show. We're going to put links to how you can get in touch with Mindy Levin-Lee and uh, uh, the practice Nurture Therapy in Chicago.
1: Thank you. Happy holidays. And everybody, I, I just give you so much credit. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much.
0: Sometimes addiction recovery can be a lonely battle, but you don't have to fight it alone. At Recovered Life, we're dedicated to helping you live your best recovered life, and that's why we're inviting you to subscribe to our free weekly newsletter. Every week, we carefully curate exclusive content from Leading Minds in Addiction Recovery, mental health, and all things important to the recovery lifestyle. Stay in the know with the latest news about addiction and get exclusive invitations to specially recovery-focused events and explore insights tailored to support recovery from alcoholism, drug addiction, codependency, disordered eating, dysfunctional family dynamics, gambling, and so much more. With our newsletter, each week becomes an opportunity for growth, healing, and taking a step closer to the life you deserve. Take your first step towards a brighter future today. Go to recoveredlife.us and subscribe for free. Sign up now at Recovered Life dot us.